1: That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
0: The Opinion Line on Corks 96 FM. Now, Rebecca O'Riordan, the last Fuss March, which was on, I think, the 6th of May, was a big success. A lot of people turned out, both here and in Dublin. There's another one coming up uh, this weekend, Rebecca. Good morning.
1: Hi, good morning. Thanks for having the fun.
0: You're doing it again.
1: We are. And um, I suppose it's we kind of, we knew we were going to have to do it again, uh, realistically. Um, however, things started to crop up that made us think, okay, well, we were going to do it again next year and then we realised that it hadn't made enough of an impact for... I mean, we're still... We still haven't... Um, Micheál Martin was up at UCC the day that we had the march. Uh, we didn't even get an email um there's no there's just not enough urgency to them whereas there's urgency to us our our children are disappearing from communities all over Ireland every single day and if that isn't urgent enough for them to take action well then we'll just have to keep getting out on the streets as much, often as necessary
0: yeah one person who called me around the time of the last fuss march says that they think if we ignore them or if they ignore us we'll go away that's the rock at which they'll perish.
1: Yeah, that seems to be the plan, frankly. Um, we did, we actually, um, we contacted Michal Martin's office. We asked for a meeting uh, we were told that he was already meeting another um, parent, um, you know, in the Cork area. We were told that if we met him in Dublin, maybe we could get a meeting that way. I'm not sure why his time is different in Dublin as to what it is in Cork, but we said, we'll meet you on the mountaintops. Mm-hmm. If that's what it takes, we'll meet whoever we need to, wherever we need to, because the fact of the matter is that these these issues are coming up in the doll and they're all acting like they've heard it for the first time, but we speak, their constituents contact us. We yeah. know exactly who they're, they are extremely aware. You'd have to be living under a rock not to know that this crisis is happening. Yeah. They're just, there's a, we sorted out Dublin airport and we acted like it was the end of the world. And I'm not saying that it isn't a big you know that it yeah, wasn't yeah. a terrible thing, but where is that? Where is the urgency for children left without wheelchairs for children like the the amount of families that contacted us it was it was the stories they told us each one you just you you think they can't get any worse, and they just do they just keep getting. More and more horrific, and these children are living like they're literally—you wouldn't even, you wouldn't see them in the shops anymore. These are families that you might have see. You, you think maybe they moved out of the area because you used to see them at the match on a Friday. You used to see them in the supermarket. They can't, they're, they can't even leave the house anymore. They don't have suitable equipment for their children, or their children haven't gotten the supports they need to be able to live in their communities and just simply exist. Yeah. Have you gained
0: strength from one another since this started, Rebecca? Because if I if I might say, your voice certainly is more strong, strong and confident than when you first came on the show. You seem to have gained strength in this.
1: I think I think that like we have a really lovely group. We have a lovely group of of parents, and we're you know not everybody wants to talk or not everybody want, can do this or can do that, but we have our own little like our own little group and our own lovely little you know a little community growing and in that little community we're able to you know give each other support and go oh look i actually did manage to get that thing that you were told doesn't exist yeah um and i got it by doing this this and this because that's the at the end of the day you you know you either get no diagnosis or you do get a diagnosis but either way you don't even get a pamphlet on how to deal with the issues you know what mm-hmm. i mean not even not even a, a piece of paper Um, If you're very lucky, you can Google it, but that's literally as much help as you get when your child has a disability in Ireland at this point.
0: But there's an incredible value, and I I speak from experience here as a parent, Rebecca, there's an incredible value, isn't there, in another parent who's been where you are or somewhere similar, who got something you're looking for and said, you know what you do now, do this, this and this, and no one else will tell you until that parent says (laughs) this, this and this. And magically
1: That's it. it and happens. It's it's crazy because it's almost like trying to get the keys to a magical kingdom that you have to go climb up the mountain on the full moon and ask Timmy over there that nobody knows exists. Like people are being told left, right, and centre that there's no assessments being done. That is a lie. Every child in this country, under the Disability Act That's as right. it currently legally stands, is enti- is legally entitled. If your child isn't hasn't had their assessment of need commenced in three months then you are entitled to make a complaint under the Disability Act. When your complaint is upheld, you are entitled to take the state to court and compel them to complete that assessment. And frankly, I would urge everyone to do that because we are getting to a point now that's a little bit concerning because there are we have been contacted by a lot of people with a lot of information that is allegedly being circulated at meetings um, about the and the full extent of what's actually happening. Um, which explains why things are so bad is starting to come to the fore, and unfortunately, it looks like things are going to get a lot worse before they get better. Yeah. Because and there is stuff, no, I
0: know there's stuff you can't um, talk about on air, but I, I'm, I mean, I'm hearing what you're hearing. Yeah,
1: yeah, and it's, uh it's, it's kind of getting to the point now where, where we would urge every single, don't wait for help. It's not coming, and I don't mean that to be negative. I mean. Go seek out your other parents. Go seek out a solicitor. Hmm. Do what you have to do immediately. Take action as a matter of urgency. Time is critical and our children have lost so much. Yeah. And together we're going to we're going to take back their childhood because that's what they're losing here. You know, we have we have children who are literally like they've they've had no childhood. They don't have kid experiences because you know Every, every this has been taken from them. Their ability to to go out in their community and to engage with their peers and to even just to go to creche, to go to preschool, to go to primary school. They're being robbed of it, left, right, and centre. And we're just sitting at home, and we just we can't anymore. This mm. this there's some very insidious and and worrying um, level of. Um, hands-off approach to this whole situation because the HSE have gotten to the point where they're they the fourth branch of government that nobody has any control over. And that's been happening for a long time. But when it comes to children's disability services, you can see it yourself. It's out in the media. Our children are carrot and stick. Yeah. They're, they're literally the they're playing tug of war in the media while our children sit at home in wheelchairs that don't fit, losing skills and they act like this is acceptable, that we should just hold tight and wait. They, they should hang their hands in shame. Not one of them would put their hand up and admit the absolute barefaced negligence and neglect that they have enacted on every children in this country with a disability. And on, they may not want to talk to us, but we know that getting out on the streets makes a difference. We know that keeping the pressure makes a difference. So everyone, if you're affected by this, come with us if you're not affected by this we need you to stand
0: with us if you're not affected because by anybody, it directly you know somebody who is that's the. that's that's, exa- that's exactly it it. that's how much of it is out there Rebecca it says saturday afternoon 2 to 4 where
1: it's on the grand parade in cork um we will be doing um just a small little march uh, the guards are very very good they they keep it, we have we keep it short just for anyone with any mobility difficulties um, if you're not able to do the little walk, then you just, just stay on the Grand Parade. We won't be that long. Uh, it's exactly the same layout as the last one.
0: Okay, and it's Facebook has Fuss March Cork 2022. Twitter is at Fuss Ireland. Saturday afternoon, 2 to 4 at the Grand Parade. I'm going to say something to you which might sound a bit off the wall, Rebecca, but I was thinking about this as I knew you'd be coming on this morning. They said we could never have same-sex marriage in this country. We had. They said we could never change The stance of this country on abortion or divorce—we did it. They are saying that you just got to suck it up if your child has a disability. Well, damn and blast it—that can be changed too.
1: That's exactly it. I mean, we know we know that Ireland and Cork in particular is full of amazing activists and people. People care so much. Like, I mean. There, this is a this is an open, this isn't there's nothing controversial about giving a child with a disability the same chance as a child, you know, just giving them that support that they need to thrive. If we could just get the numbers and just get the support, then we we know we can push
0: this, we know we can get what we need. Rebecca, Saturday two to four at the grand parade, the latest FOSS march. And if I could be accused of bias, I'll hold my hands up and say, biased. You ain't seen the half of it yet. Quartz 96 FM.